2: There are billions of women passing through similar experiences all around the world and for whatever reason, we often feel like we're alone. It's time to make a point of discussing these topics from a range of viewpoints. These conversations surpass age, race, location. They are relevant to women everywhere. Welcome to The She Word. Conversations that women rarely have, but really should. Mac Cosmetics supports diversity,
1: inclusion, and conscious beauty for all ages, all races, all genders. Mac Cosmetics Malta is proud to support these important conversations. Visit us at Tinye Street, Lima and let us help
2: you express your true self. Okay, here we go. Welcome to The She Word Conversations that women rarely have, but really should. And this conversation is all about women, pregnancy, and postpartum. And this show is gonna be a real tough one for me not to cry through. As a non-parent, The She Word has given me a completely new appreciation of what it's like to be a mum, and respect to every mum who goes through this journey. But this is also going to be an emotional show because there's two guests on this show who are mums for the first time and are both very good friends of mine and a new friend of mine as well. And both of these ladies' stories have really touched my heart. (laughs) Maxine, what can I say? On the 17th of March, going to cry, We put out a show that was intended in my mind to be about women in the theatre. But when I contacted you and I said, let's talk about women in the theatre, you said to me, can we talk about my most recent miscarriage? And that, I've gone goosey bumpy. I'm sorry, it's going to be emotional for me. But that show touched tens of thousands of women within just hours, women getting in touch with myself, with Vintage, with yourself, and just thanking us for actually having this really open and honest conversation. And now today, just a few days away from Mothering Sunday, you are here as a mum of a 12-year-old, 12-week-old year old 12 baby, yeah. our wonderful <laughs> baby James. So we're going to talk about that in just a second. Okay. I'm going to get you to fill in the gaps. Emily McAuliffe? who you've made yeah. your home here in Malta. Yeah. Uh you've been here how many years now? Oh, 10. 10, ten years. Ten years yeah. Married to Wayne Michaela for firelight. Yeah. Uh you've also got your own very incredible personal journey which I've had the privilege of sharing with you mm-hmm. because you're one of my best friends. And you're also going to be celebrating mm-hmm. Mother's Day this Sunday. I'm yep. so so excited. <laughs> You're going to get
3: me emotional. No, we're not.
2: It's, <laughs> where are the tissues? And Rebecca Mitzi, now Rebecca, you got in touch with me and you said to me, I would really like to be part of your She Words series because you are from Positive Birth Malta and you wanted to really uh, drive home positive attitude towards birthing and everything that surrounds that. You are also a mom and you yep. are a midwife. And all of this, as I mentioned, this is amazing because this is all kind of really brand new to me. I've got three very good friends who are going through this whole experience. So it's thanks to these people that I even know what postpartum means. So I'm going to get you to fill in the gaps in that just a second. Max, first of all, I've left out a huge, huge gap there. (laughs) But from your point of view, where is your journey taking you and brought to you as by way of an introduction? Where are you today? Right. Today, well, you said it. Today,
1: I can't even believe I'm saying this, but I am a mom. Yes, I have a, a baby boy. His name is mm. James.
2: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We didn't get five minutes into the show. <sighs> okay.
1: But yeah, it's super emotional because I came on the show first time to speak about a miscarriage. And then I came on the second show in my second trimester. I remember. I don't even think I had announced. Where are the tissues?
2: (laughs) We'll get them. We'll get them. We'll get get some. But tissues and a makeup artist. (laughs) Um, You said to me on that show afterwards. You said to me, "I'm, I'm pregnant," and I and you didn't announce it. And I said, "I know there was something about you." Do you remember? (laughs) Yes, I do.
1: When was that? Was when was that? I think that
2: was the third show of the She Word.
1: No, but I came on Oh yes, of course, cuz I came on to speak about that journey. Yes, yeah, and I was pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Um and then I up, yes exactly and you knew but you had met me somewhere something there was something you had you knew somehow yeah was yeah, really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yes yeah, so and okay. then the second time I came the first time I came on the she words I um, was talking about the journey and and from a different perspective obviously it wasn't so fresh and obviously I was pregnant at the time so it had a very different um, uh, feeling and then here I am now mommy to baby James is almost twelve weeks old my first Mother's Day just. Oh, mind blowing! Like as you can tell, look, I'm a total <laughs> mess. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm in I'm in the middle of not even the middle. I'm in the beginning of postpartum. So I can. I'd, I'd love. I'm really grateful to be here mm. to speak about both pregnancy and postpartum.
2: Well, I'm. I'm super excited because we obviously we also had the 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 parenting show with Tamara Webb and Melissa. Oh, yeah, I love Denise, that. and which was a great show. But women wanted to talk about this whole pregnancy and postpartum episode yeah. and childbirth episode. And of course, as I mentioned, I don't have kids, so for me, it is all brilliantly new, and I vicariously live my parenting experience through you (laughs) so I can hand back any child that you give me which is brilliant (laughs) but uh, but I uh, it's phenomenally I mean I am going to try and keep it together because it is so emotional that this whole experience this whole she word came about from that show on the 17th of March last year and so many women to date half a million people have seen this show on Facebook We've had 30,000 views on, on, on YouTube, at least. And it's been an incredible experience just for people to be able to talk about it. So uh, thank you. <laughs> so we're going no, to come to that whole breaking down pregnancy, oh, postpartum, yeah. childbirth in just a second. Ems. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Fill in the gaps, because I introduce you very briefly. You, oh. you, Where are you from, first of all?
3: I'm from Wisconsin in the United States, but have been living in Malta for 10 years, been married for 10 years as well. So, and I mean, you've been part of our journey my journey and from the very beginning of um coming here into motherhood and you just saying just a few minutes before we sh- started the show talking about mothering Sunday and it like dawned on me oh yeah that's gonna be my first mother's day that's just blew my mind I hadn't even been thinking about it um so a little bit of my story um my husband and I started trying to conceive um Well, now it's more than seven years, but we had tried for seven years, went down um, the IVF route and all the things before you even get to IVF, right? So lots and lots of treatments, lots of surgeries, all sorts of things. Um, And we have five embryos at the moment, actually, frozen away. Um, It was our second round of IVF um, fertilizing because we'd been through a, a whole round before. Uh before that, but it didn't result in anything um except for maybe a, a couple uh chemical pregnancies, things like that but um this last time around uh we had to stop uh treatment because they found a, a large cyst in one of my fallopian tubes so uh this was just days before the embryo was supposed to be transferred, and um we had to, I had to have surgery to have my fallopian tube removed and all the emotions that goes with that. And like two months later, before right before I was about to start, I went into the IVF clinic, was going to start preparing for the next transfer, and things didn't happen as they were supposed to. I was like waiting for things to come along with my cycle, and it turned out when I was pregnant, <laughs> naturally. So it was just a really How wild, it? wild experience. And yeah, so... That's that's where we are today. So I have, uh, I have a, my husband. and I have a little boy,
2: Mason. He's uh, seven months old, which is. Amazing, and and I was saying just before we came to this show, you came round. I'd had a really bad day, <laughs> and you came round, and we'd been hoping and praying and talking about yeah. the, you know you having a family. Mm-hmm. And Em's walks in, and I'm like, you want a glass of wine?" And she said, "No, I can't have one for eight months." <laughs> and I'm bored.
3: <laughs> it like took you a minute. You're like, "Huh, what?" Oh yeah, no doubt. It <laughs> like dawned on <laughs> you. Yeah, there was a
2: moment where I was like. Huh? <laughs> what? You and say then, no to a glass of wine, what? Yeah, exactly. And then that happened. So I'm I'm really excited because you also a new mom, two new moms. Yes. This is your first first mm-hmm. Mother's Day coming up. But I want to find out all about this whole pregnancy, postpartum, Rebecca. I have a newfound respect for midwifery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just not even through oh. this show, but a friend of mine is training to be a midwife as well. And you are a midwife, but you also are from... Positive Birth Malta, yes. and you're a mum. So yes. fill in all the details, because
0: yes. that's so cool.
2: Yes, so motherhood
0: first, Um, I'm a mom of two. I have a four-year-old daughter and a one-year-old son, Amelia and Arthur. So I'm quite fresh with the post-pregnancy and postpartum myself. Um, but of course, from the professional point of view, I've been a midwife for 10 years. Um, in 2017, together with three of my colleagues, we set up, who are also mothers as well, we set up Positive Birth Malta. Um, It started as a branch of the positive birth movement, which was international. And it's all basically about spreading positivity around pregnancy, birth and postpartum. We do a lot of lobbying and a lot of um, advocacy for local families. Um, We hold free to attend meetups where people come and share experiences and help each other out as a very much a sense of community. Um, And we do this all voluntarily. Um, because we're very passionate about getting positive stories out there. Um, unfortunately, like the birth, birth, especially, but pregnancy, birth, postpartum world is very like, I think, you know, media and <clears throat> maybe even stories, women between themselves, it's usually quite negative. So like by having a, a movement that's going to share positive stories and share positivity, um, it's really really so far we've helped many many couples locally
2: no doubt you have And, and I'm thrilled you contacted me and said I think the she word needs this and I said absolutely it does because I have a feeling that pregnancy and postpartum and childbirth is one of these mystical women things right it's like uh like miscarriage it's like menopause and a whole bunch of other experiences that we as women may or may not go through. Some of them we're more than likely to go through, whether that be getting your period or whether it be menopause or whatever and we never talk about it. And yet, this has been happening. I keep saying this This has been happening for millennia. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to open because you, Rebecca, you sit in a very unique position. And I'm going to keep referring back to this, because you're a midwife of 10 years, which means you must have been an expert when you had your children. And I want to know if if the hype (laughs) really fitted the expectation so I'm going to come back to you about that but I'm going to start with you Max because I guess what I want to come to is really what did you expect from pregnancy you you get pregnant I know for you as well there was a lot of anxiety yes but what did you expect from pregnancy um you know and also were these kind of this word of postpartum, trimester. This was all new. A mutual friend of ours, Tez, went through her pregnancy and she shared that on a previous podcast I had. And I was really grateful for that because I was like, yay, I know what a trimester is. But what did you expect? Did you have in your head, this is what's going to happen?
1: No, I have to say, no, I didn't. Um, I think Once I got pregnant and I got through the first trimester because I was extremely anxious and extremely sick as well. So I was sort of in this like three months of being horrendous, if not more, of being really, really unwell.
2: Um, Google was great. Can I ask, Okay, because for me or anybody who's not a parent, when you say sick, is it just the the nausea is it just the throwing up or is it more than that
1: no for me it was nausea and throwing up it was food aversions and any sort of smell I think I'm sensitive to smells anyway but then in my pregnancy they were just heightened massively so I'd smell the dustbin and I'd vomit or I'd smell the cat food (laughs) the wet cat food and I would go and throw (laughs) up like I'd just Adrian had to do it. I just could not face feeding the cats. <laughs> or if somebody had BO or anything like that, I was just like gagging constantly, constantly for like, I don't know, 16 weeks. So I don't know how long. Oh my yeah, no, it was really horrible. But then in the second trimester, I fed a lot better. I felt a lot better mentally and I felt a lot better physically. Um, and I started to enjoy the bump growing and we got to know we had a, we were having a boy. Um, so then I think I started Googling things to learn I didn't know much about pregnancy beforehand and I've had friends who've had babies but it's just I don't know I suppose when you're in it you want to know more perhaps I don't know Mm -hmm. I think so that's when I started learning about um, postpartum and birth and all of that and then to be fair it was my third trimester at the very end maybe towards 30 something weeks where I was like okay let's start thinking about birth and actually preparing for this baby to come and what do i need and things like the perineum massage and this and that <laughs> what? yeah yeah uh, these are there's so what many is things like, what is okay so i think the midwife should explain what that is <laughs> that yeah, do you want to i
2: don't know no, I like
0: <laughs> publicly explain something wrong like let the midwife explain what that is Becca, what, did, what did she just say perineum massage okay so um,
2: basically... <laughs> on oh, my word, everyone's like, oh, let's not talk about this. What, what is no, this? No, no, it's
0: really, it's really just
1: really glamorous. Um, yeah. Such a glamorous
2: part of pregnancy.
1: There's so much glamour in pregnancy <laughs> and in birth and in postpartum. It's just exactly what you see on, on posters.
3: The glow and is just happens.
0: nausea and everything. Oh yeah, yeah no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's
2: this perineum massage? Perineum
0: massage is one of the ways that you can prepare the perineum before birth. What's your perineum? Um, so your perineum is this, Skin and between your vagina and your anus.
1: <laughs> which so can tear.
0: That's. <gasps> oh, which can be cut. <laughs> <laughs> so, a substan- which is substantial, but some, um, especially with first time mothers, there is the risk of having tears or lacerations in the perineal area. Um, and one of the ways that you can reduce that risk is by performing perineal massage after 34, 35 weeks a couple of times a week, um, up until birth.
2: No. Sorry, you see my face yeah. <laughs> there. No, is but that was my make... face as well. You
1: serious? Yeah, I had and... no idea. Well, I knew I always heard, oh, cause she ripped and she had loads of stitches. But I, again, once you're in it, then you're like, oh right, this is gonna happen. So there's no way, there's no backing out now. There's like, <laughs> it's one way now,
3: this baby has to
1: come out. <laughs> so then I'm glad I didn't spend the whole pregnancy worrying and planning and this and that. But I got to my 30 weeks and I was like, okay, I need to be a bit more aware. Um, and I'm really glad you have your, um, as your, what do you call it, an NGO, would you say?
0: We're not a registered NGO, but okay. we're, we consider ourselves a movement. A movement. Or so a community. The
1: movement and the community that you are setting up is super helpful. um Because I had to go elsewhere. So I went on to... Um, Podcasts or in- Instagram pages of midwives and things like that to learn about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And things are different, whether it's the UK or America or Australia, mm-hmm. things are different to how things happen in Malta. So, some research I did did not apply to the hospital mm-hmm. and to the way things were done here. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. We don't have doulas and we don't, you know what I mean? So, there's a what? lot of a doula. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just going to be like the dictionary. I love Max. <laughs> <I love laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to look at you for all of it. <laughs> <What's a> doula? <laughs> A doula is generally usually a woman traditionally who um, kind of helps and supports other women during and families during pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. Um, They wouldn't be medically trained professionals, but they help out. Um, with things like education, breastfeeding, making sure mothers get extra rest, helping out even sometimes around the house.
2: See, this is an interesting point. Yeah. Thank you for explaining. I, th- I have a feeling that Rebecca is just going to be our fountain of wisdom here. Because, because Em's, you know, you're American, right? Yeah. So, and you're in Malta. Yeah. So, when you came what is it called perineum massage Do you ever heard of this um <laughs> no i don't
3: i don't even i don't even remember how i even found out about it but i remember calling my sister i just had a baby like a year before um, so she was like my go-to, but like, what about, what about this? What right, about that? Right. Yeah. 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 But, um, so I remember like YouTubing a video. I'm like, is this real? Do I really need yeah. to do this? I'm scared. <laughs> like,
1: Me too. I did the yeah, yeah, YouTube thing. Scary. And,
2: like, you know, I didn't. Yeah.
3: You know what's Everyone happening? is going to be Googling yeah, right everybody's now. Everybody's <laughs> stopping this
2: show right now and going, quick, how do you spell that perineum thing? Yeah, it's, no. It's, yeah. No. Stick yeah, with us. But that's one with of us. the things,
1: you know, and, um, it's just sort of where, where else were we meant to know this? As in, you go to the gynecologist and you have your checkup and stuff. Mm-hmm. And unless you, I don't know, in my, in my case, unless I asked a question or whatever, it was just sort of, yes, baby's fine, chao. So I got to the point in the third trimester where I, was, I, I wasn't sure what kind of birth I was going to have yet. Because the baby was big, there was always a possibility of having a C-section mm-hmm. and an elected, like a planned C-section. Um, but for a, a many, many weeks, I was planning for a vaginal birth. Um, I'm not going to say a natural birth because it annoys me because I feel like mm. a C-section is a natural birth. Mm. My, my baby was still born. Oh, wow.
2: And and in Malta, 32% of, of women have C-section. a C-section. There 32% of births are C-section. And obviously mm.
1: some some vaginal births end up in a C-section anyway. Yeah. So mine was planned. I mm-hmm. um, obviously had a bit of, oh, this is happening. So one of the things I remember was James's birthday was chosen by my gynecologist because she (laughs) happened to be at the hospital on that day. Obviously, that's how I think about it. I was like, this Mm. is not, you know, it's just really weird. It was like, oh, that's his birthday. And I thought, oh my God, it's not, that's not natural. But (laughs) there we are. But yes, I say that C-sections are still natural. It's still a birth and you can still prepare for them. I feel I did Mm -hmm. lots of preparing, even though nothing went the way I thought it would. Um... So yeah, where are where are we meant to know this stuff about massages? I mean, this is the whole
2: the whole reason we're having the show. This is the whole reason we're having this discussion, and this is why I'm so excited that Rebecca is here. Q and A afterwards. Yeah, you know what? (laughs) Before we come to Rebecca in a second, coming back to you, Em, so you you find that you're pregnant. You you've been waiting for seven years Mm -hmm. for this experience. Was Pregnancy easy? Was it what you expected? And, and like you said, you had your older sister. Mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, I'm just going to come back to what you said. Yeah. Millennia. None of us would be here if some didn't give birth to us, right? Yeah. So women yeah. have been doing this forever. Yeah. Why do we. Anyway, No. I'll come back to that in a minute. <laughs> um, but you're asking your sister, I mean, yeah. is that the case for you? How was your pregnancy? Um, well,
3: I was very fortunate. I had a pretty straightforward pregnancy and. You
2: didn't get the nausea.
3: I had a little bit of nausea but mostly I was just exhausted that first mm-hmm. like trimester like you hit you feel like you need like I need to lie down now like yeah. in the office at work I'd be like I think I'm going to just going to go lie down on the sofa for a little bit take a little break because it just it just overwhelms yeah. you um so mostly that's what I experienced but I I I think only one time got sick at the side of the road, had to pull over, you know, <laughs> oh, <yeah. Not laughs> there rivers. was a farmer in a field like looking at me like, what's going on? But I, I was really fortunate, <laughs> um, had very little nausea and was pretty well the whole the entire pregnancy. Um, I was also very, I mean, you probably remember this very oddly calm about the yeah. whole thing. Um, and maybe that's just because there were. So maybe it's because of the many years of things that I'd gone through Mm -hmm. to get to that point where I I was already at this point where like, Hey, this is what, this is what I've been hoping for. And I had maybe thanks to God, I had no anxiety throughout the entire thing. I was just, this is where I meant to be. And I'm just going to take it one day at a time. I didn't even start thinking about birth or anything. In fact, I didn't even want to, people were like, do you want to do classes, do these? I'm like. I don't, I don't want to, (laughs) I don't, I don't want to know. I'll figure like, I'll, I'll, I wanted to know like the most important things, like what kind, what kind of medication I'd be willing to take or things like that. Um, and I would ask, I mean, not just my sister, but my mother and my sister in law and my mother, my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law is like, you know, there are a lot of women in my life who are very supportive and were there through me answering my questions throughout the entire process. But, um, uh, yeah. So I had a very calm
2: pregnancy. I didn't know what to expect. So I just kind of took it one day at a time. Can I come back to something that Max said? Because this is kind of interesting. You you were saying, Max, when you did your research that you were looking at different, you know, if you look online, of yeah. course, we're going to get information from different places yeah. around mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. Did you ever find that your sister was saying something yeah. who is in the US that here in, in Malta, you're like, mm, that's not how we do it. Or that's not available. Yeah, yeah. or it's, You it's, know, there was some some changes there. Yeah, it's um, like it would like even the hospital like
3: um uh the birthing experience i think is different in in the us um well maybe it's because sometimes ho- the hospitals are almost like hotels in some of these instances so wow. um which you know it, it's probably why it's very expensive i going to say you pay well. for it yeah yeah <laughs> um so a lot of it was like referring to um to them and then like referring to my my sister-in-law and my mother-in-law here in Malta yeah, yeah. who would like, okay, what do I need to know? What do I need to prepare for? What's the actual reality? So there are some differences. I think in Malta there's less focus on having like a birth plan yes, and that's not that's something it. you discuss with no. a doctor beforehand. You might ask okay. questions about it, but you don't like in the States, you like, you come with a plan. And this is what you're going to
1: do. And you hand that to your your midwife. I mean, and some women just want to go in Mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. I think my gynecologist had told me, you can plan as much as you like. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But there's nothing you can do if something happens. And I was like, yeah, you're so right. That's so true. You can go in with this birth plan and what you want. And then you're like... 15 hours in and just give me the epidural, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And she was so right, because I ended up having, like I said, the C-section, even though I had friends of mine who had a wonderful experience, like really calm and loved it. Mine Mm -hmm. was horrible. Mm -hmm. And everything I was scared of happening happened. So probably I like manifested that or I was too anxious. I don't know. Um so she was right. You know, she was so right. You can plan, you can do, but at the end of the day, it's just gonna happen. even, even our
2: friend Tess. I mean, oh yeah, she, Tez has spoken very openly about yes, her course. experience. She had mm-hmm. planned, and everything was going really, really well, and then Suddenly, she yeah. finds out there's something. She finds out that her mm. umbilical cord instead yeah. of being sixty centimeters long is twenty. So yeah. she's she's ends up having the emergency section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now before we come to the guru, <laughs> uh, guru. we're now going to call Rebecca <laughs> the, the guru. <laughs> um, I want to ask both of you guys because we're going to stick with pregnancy for the time okay. being, and then we're going to move on to childbirth. Mm. <laughs> it's all getting interesting. Mm. Um. Is there anything about pregnancy that you've both you've been looking on Google, you've been talking to people, you've been Mm. talking to your family, but is there anything that took you by surprise that no one had told you about or just no one had referenced? Is there any single thing that you're like, Mm. blimey, I didn't think that was going to happen? I think um, the constant comments
1: on when you start to grow. So I was like, why are we fat shaming pregnant women? sorry, what? <laughs> so I um I didn't show for quite some time. Well, I did, but not, not big. I got big right at the end. Mm. And there was constant comments, positive comments most of the time, which were, um, oh, you hardly show or oh, you're so small. And I, as an anxious person, would go home and go, I hope everything's okay. Yeah, like, I of hope course. this baby's growing. Why? Why don't I show? I'm five and a half. Like, it, I would have these thoughts. You wanted to look pregnant yeah, as well. I was like, right? this baby yeah. should be growing. My tummy yeah. should be growing. Why am I not growing? And I was, but and I also kind of wear baggy things, like anyway. So it was a bit like, oh gosh. And then when it when I did get that bump, um, something I wasn't expecting, I just never felt more beautiful ever, 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 ever. Like I absolutely loved it. And then you speak to some women who. are, hate it so it's amazing that everybody has such a different experience Mm -hmm. but yeah the comments everyone feels the need to comment and it's just say that they're just say you're glowing and you look lovely and that's nice that's Mm -hmm. nice to hear but then when like some fat person tells you oh my god you're exploding i'm (laughs) like yeah i'm growing a human so what is your excuse (laughs) yeah that's That's what (laughs) I've literally like i I would
2: want to just oh and the hormones come out okay Uh, so let me ask you a practical question uh, before we move on to Emily and then come to the guru. Um, because tomorrow, when tomorrow was on the show about parenting, yeah. she said something that I've taken on board and that I am really trying to make sure that I stick to. She said, mm-hmm. when you meet a new mum, don't ask them how the baby is, ask them how they are. Yeah. She said, ask them how they are first because it's important. And then mm-hmm. ask how the rest of the, everything else is going. How are you? You know, that's what she mm-hmm. was saying. So in your instance obviously people want to comment on the fact that you're showing or how you want would have preferred people to say you're glowing yeah just a compliment i don't see why
1: there's mm-hmm. this need to comment about how big you are mm-hmm. big what do you mean you're like you're exploding mm-hmm. and oh my god mm-hmm. you're so big and you're about to pop and all these which have slightly negative connotations mm-hmm. to them and it's mm-hmm. it's it's a it goes into this whole sort of body positivity body image mm-hmm. thing and um luckily, I didn't suffer with body Im- image um, issues or anything like that, but I know people who have. So the minute somebody says, oh my God, how fat your face is getting, like it might just be uh, okay for you to say, because you think, oh, sh- you're pregnant. Obviously your face is going to get fat. But for that person who had an eating disorder 10 years ago, that's not okay. Wow. So you just need to wash our mouth. Like just don't comment. And if you're going to say something, say something
2: nice. That's, Why would you say that? You know, we're gonna to come to this in postpartum as well because there's a lot of this is tied into postpartum and, and recovery. Ems, <laughs> anything of your journey that took you by surprise that you were and thank you, Max, thank you for that. I'm gonna bear this in mind. But anything that, that... Oh, it took me by surprise. Um, well, just
3: kind of what you said. Um, I think I just I was surprised at how much I loved being pregnant. I really did. I reached a point where I was just like I loved having the belly. I loved, you know, picking out maternity clothes and I really just enjoyed, enjoyed it more than I thought. Like I thought, like I mentioned earlier that I, um, that I didn't have a lot of anxiety and I was pretty calm through it. I really thought that I would be much more anxious or worried about this, worried about that, worried about those, the appointments and how they were going to go. But I think that's what surprised me most is just how much I was able to enjoy it and soak it all in and all the, the that's the surprising part, the movements, the movements oh, that you yeah. feel. And I know some women don't feel it as much. And that's even a point of anxiety for some yeah. women. But I remember like, and you, I sent you video. I'm videos. smiling. <laughs> you, you're, that's right. you're I got about, Photographs you know? of your belly moving. <laughs> yeah. Just, just seeing him like, yeah. you know, going crazy, rolling and flipping and moving around. And yeah, um,
2: it's, it's so wild. It's,
3: Unbelievable Just really, relating to honestly. that one
2: thing that you, that happened with you that surprised me was that I would go to see Em's and she would grab my hand and like <laughs> shove it into her belly and I'm like be careful. I with to, him? I used to have you like poke
3: my stomach to get him moving so like, and you yeah. Would, yeah. And oh, I I did, would I would crazy things to her
2: belly and I'd be like listen sweetness we'll talk about We're this so when sorry. you're 18. We'll have this conversation about what your mom made me do. Yeah, just so so sorry. <laughs> listen the' two women two women here that are having their first experience and and both I mean beautiful that that you really enjoyed pregnancy more than you thought you would and I max know. is obviously okay. smiling as well but is this you know is this surprise we talked about misinformation or not enough information is this kind of what the norm is is it is it normal that women do feel like they are surprised or they don't have enough information or not talking about what post-positive birth does because we're you know, uh-huh. obviously that's yeah. playing a role, but obviously you're there because there's this lack of information. How can we have lack of information when we are all here <laughs> because someone gave birth to us? Well,
0: I suppose it's families have gotten smaller. Women didn't used to talk so much openly about things like perineal massage <laughs> and you know birth plans and things <laughs> like this very openly um, until until recently. Um so uh-huh, it's it's and it's also a very individual experience as well. Mm-hmm. But I think what's come out so far already because literally you've given me loads to talk about already, but um what really shines through is the need for support from other women. Okay. Um, like me, talking about family, mm-hmm. talking about the need for you know, more information, more education. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's you know a really strong point of the work we do as midwives. Um, most people don't know this but the word midwife actually means with woman mm. so that's the the translation of the name of of our profession Um so I have a lot of education a lot of empowering there's no right or wrong way to do things mm. um, so you know for example You know, we've already touched on a lot of things like birth plans, birth preferences. I personally like to feel that I feel that everyone has a birth plan, not everyone writes it, Mm -hmm. not everyone presents it, but everyone's spoken to someone who's had a baby and thought to themselves, oh, I would like that for myself or I wouldn't like that for Mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. And the whole formulation of a plan or preferences is all mainly about education, not about plan. In fact, plan might not be the best word for it. Preference
1: um, maybe, eh? Preferences, maybe preferences,
0: but it's really a process of educating yourself during the pregnancy and finding out your options and finding out your choices. Cause there are choices and options um, as you go along. This is, you know, it's not. We've um, already mentioned, like the hospital setting. You are not there because you're sick. You're there, if anything, because you're healthy. And there are choices, and it's, um, it's a life transition. That um is going to impact the rest of your life and the rest of your and the rest of your family's life.
2: I'm gonna pick up on two things that you said before I forget. You said back there that we are living in a different world. As soon as you said that, it resonated to me. Because you're right, because the whole birthing experience, maybe families were more supportive in the past or or you maybe that was that infrastructure of women surrounding women who are giving giving birth and and we are separated from our families mm-hmm. with three people are sitting around the table who are not with their mums. Yeah. For one reason or another, we are not close to our mums. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that kind of hit me like a you know, slap around the face. You're absolutely right. Which means that, that this sort of artificial family or how can I put it? This created family. Yeah. yeah, Is even more important. You mentioned about this support. And one thing that sort of struck struck me when you said that, what about women in this country in any country that don't have that support network? I'm assuming that's why you're doing what you're doing with positive birth and that you would be there for mums to be maybe first time mums or young mums or older mums. I mean, that's got to be as scary as anything Mm -hmm. because you would be there Family.
0: Uh I mean, there is a saying, it takes a village to raise a child. And in a lot of today's world, and if you go on social media, everyone's like, where's the village? Um, Mm. So, but I think it's really about building a village as well. Um, I I moved abroad when I had an eight-week-old baby, my first baby. I had to move abroad because of my husband's career. And um, I built a village. I went, I attended mom and baby groups. I found out where my local public health nurse was um i kind of and thankfully luckily i was built a little community of moms who were ready to help me and and vice versa and it was a very reciprocal mm. beautiful thing because a lot of people live yes far away from family and it's and it's not easy
1: yes and you have to be willing to accept help Which is tough, personally, for me. It Mm -hmm. was very tough and is very tough. And like you said, you have to create it yourself, which is really interesting. At the same time, exactly. You're not going to get that But
2: Rebecca just said, where's the village? And you and I just shot a look at each other because I don't think I've ever heard anyone define it. Love that. Where's the village? Yeah, where's the village, right? Where's the village? Mm -hmm. And you have a, a very close community where you live because you, you, your family all live in the same block. We do. We do. Um, Did you find that that was the support that you needed? Did you miss your mom? Because your mom's in the States. Oh, oh, I missed
3: my mom terribly, of course, throughout the whole process. My mom, my sister, um, my sister-in-law as well. Uh, But, but even though I I missed having them there physically with me and I know they really wish they could have been there, especially those First weeks after having a baby, when when you need a lot of support, you really do because you just start exhausted. (laughs) Um, but but I but even though they were far away, they were still there. Like I I because I'm very we we talk all the time, we connect all the time. But especially my uh, my in laws, um, they're they're amazing. My uh, mother in law was there every day. My sister and my sister in law as well. They would come over and watch Mason while I so I could have a bath or you know so I had a lot of support and that made all the difference I can't imagine how alone I would have felt otherwise you know and of course not not just them but my husband too he was incredible so yeah you you do need the support Hundred percent. it's
2: really opening my eyes to Mm. to women of all these different circumstances and I think you Rebecca are, are shortly on your way to becoming my most incredible hero, and you know, at the moment, because of what you're doing with, with positive birth. I want to come back to moving on from the pregnancy to the actual birthing experience. We've talked about planning for it, we've talked about, you know, a preference for it, and we've talked about that the fact that it might not turn out quite as you want it to. Um, and I think one of the other things that that really when I was researching for this show is that the, the mean age of women in the EU giving birth for their first child is gradually gradually increasing. Mm. And according to the statistics in 2019, is at 29 and a half years old. Now, that might not apply to Malta, but if that's across the EU, for instance, you know, I know where I was at, tw- at 29 going on 30. We're not spring chickens anymore, right? So something that's going to dramatically affect you physically... Mm-hmm. is gonna have a much more long-term impact than if you're kind of you know 20 years old and you running marathons and can jump back and, and all this sort of thing mm-hmm. so coming back to childbirth because we're going to walk through this in a, a step-by-step the childbirth experience you said max that you were planning and i love the way that you have said that it your c-section is not a, a not natural birth mm-hmm. it and, again, if we've been doing this for millennia, then we've been having C-sections one way or another for millennia because there have always been these issues. That must be the case. I've watched films from, you know. No, just kidding. But, <laughs> but there, must have been, there must have been in and the they past. they probably would have sadly died,
1: you know. I mean, if, if we didn't have C-sections and emergency C-sections.
2: Mm-hmm. We're looking at the guru. Yes, guru. Tell well, us. I saw Robin Hood, you know, the film. And there was the a C-section. Yeah, there's a C-section in that film, right? He, yeah. Anyway, moving on.
0: (laughs) The first thing I'd like to say is that I generally don't advise people to watch um, TV programs or anything on TV while they're pregnant that has to do with birth, because it's always very dramatic. Hey, it's so true. It's always very dramatic, very quick. um, And in reality, it's it's not not like that. I think that's the
1: first thing when going back to something we said a while ago, like I thought giving birth was mm -hmm. on your back legs in that position you push 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 baby comes out and then learning there are three different because stages that's what towards childbirth yeah
0: uh-huh, for so many and then
1: that's not actually one of the best positions for for a vaginal birth no uh, cuz it's against gravity and, and all of this i was learning, going why have i had this this picture painted in my head of what childbirth is like a vaginal childbirth mm-hmm. when it's not like that
0: no um yes the I mean, television media—it kind of really dramatizes birth unnecessarily, and that's probably where a lot of fear stems from. Um, in men and in and in women and in men, because even dads come to birth with a certain degree of perhaps anxiety or fear because of things that we've been told, things that we tell each other, um, and and that kind of and what we what we watch. And nowadays, even you've got to add on to that social media as well.
2: So you're saying. If you're pregnant, do not watch House. Do not watch what's call it the midwife. ER, call the midwife. Call the midwife, or it's any good of that birth control. Let's just, <laughs> <laughs> just scrub TV. If you're pregnant, don't
1: watch TV and don't, and don't go let on people socials. tell you their horror stories. And oh yes. my God, my birth was 24 hours long, and I ripped, and then I need, and I was like, please, <laughs> I am weeks away. <laughs> like my wasn't a timing. Please, don't tell yeah. me these things. I don't. This is want great enough. advice coming from. Yeah, yeah.
0: unfortunately, some people like I think people either do it because it's therapeutic for them or they feel like they're forewarning you, but it's really not helpful (laughs) at all. Um, and then unfortunately on the, on the flip side of that, um, women who have had a positive birth experience feel like almost like they've cheated the system and they shouldn't be talking about their positive birth experience. They find it maybe difficult because if you're in a, in a room with other women who have had negative or traumatic experiences. Um, then it kind of looks like, oh, well, I did it with no pain relief and it was lovely and I'd do it again. Um, mm-hmm. And there are some women who have had those kind of experiences who shy away um, from sharing their positive birth story. And that means that the negative gets a lot of hype and that's what we keep circulating in communities. And that's why women, unfortunately, and men, as I said, come to birth with a level of fear and anxiety. And
2: But isn't it? There- isn't there more information should be shared, whether it be, let's put it as a factual. For instance, a friend of mine had her, her baby. She's uh, a number of years ago. And we sat down over, after a couple of years. And, and she, I said to you know, how was it? How really was it? And she said, they don't ever tell you that you need to go to the bathroom beforehand, because when you're pushing, you're going to poop yourself. And, and I was like, What? And they don't tell you that once you've given birth, you also then have to give birth to the afterbirth yeah. if it's a vaginal yes. birth experience. And I, I, I must have been in my early 40s at this point. And granted, I'm not a parent, but just knowing this, I know it's not it's not positive or negative. It's just knowing. knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to
1: say I went through half my most of my pregnancy not knowing what the placenta actually was.
2: What is the placenta?
1: <laughs> do we do we still know?
3: No. Like it's still just
2: like, this. I, I mean I heard this it on a thing. podcast, so
1: I get very scared of what I'm <laughs> listening to. It's not actually you know, there's so much information out there, what is actually factual. Um but it was is it an actual organ? It's, it's, an, organ. it's, an, organ, it's an organ, you know, and then that you have to give birth to that. And um, I I just these facts which my body created and managed to grow, and I don't even
2: know. What the F is happening? I, I, <laughs> it's so true. It really is. I, I'm going to just jump in there Save for you a second. quack. <laughs> we can quack away. It's fine. Um, I Jumping in there, though, and just from the positive, I mean, whether you have a difficult pregnancy or a difficult birth or, or or whether it's all positive and natural, the very fact that there are three women at this table who have created another life, to me, is in Amazing, incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's mind-blowing. So anybody, whether they've had a positive birth or they've had challenges, should embrace the fact that they were able to and did give birth in the first place, no?
0: Yes. Um, uh, I mean for me, ten years down the line, it's still something, you know, miraculous and amazing every time I attend a birth. Um so that never fades away. Um uh, Yes, I, as I said before, there are choices. There's definitely lack of education um, and really and truly I need to empower women and empower families about what their choices are um, and education on what the
2: process is. And... and I'm understanding now better because of this lack of this village. You talked about where's the village and I'm now getting my head around this whole idea of who your village is and where you get this information from. Coming back to you guys, I'm going to ask the same question. Ems, you're going first yes, this time. Tell me. What about pregnancy? What about childbirth? We talked about pregnancy. What about childbirth was the big surprise? Uh, A
3: whole of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you
2: really, I mean, you hear stories,
3: but you don't really know until you're you're experiencing it for yourself, so it's hard. It's hard even to explain, you know. Like my my mom would say, "Oh, you'll you'll know when it's when it's time," and 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 you do, but you don't. You're like, is it time? Do should I go to the hospital? Is it you know all these things? It's, um, yeah, I, all of it was a total surprise. <laughs> it really was. I I didn't really you don't really know what to expect until you're you in and, it. I think we, you
2: and Wayne was super prepared. Wayne reads about everything. Oh yeah. He did a lot
3: of research about, about, um, he did a lot of research of breathing for me and then I would be, yeah. Cause he, I mean, he's a, a singer. So, um, so I was like, I'm not going to have the mental like wherewithal to remember how to breathe. So you be my breathing coach, you know? And then during it, like he would very calmly, you know, breathing wrong. Try breathing like that. No, but not like I was wrong. He was being very delicate because he knew I wasn't, you know, <laughs> what, what, what the pain I was in. But, um, and then he would try to tell me how to do it. And then I would be like, Oh yes, thank you. And then when it came to do it out the like, you don't remember anything you're kind of in. I mean, I, I didn't take, um, I, I, I had gas and I had an epidural, so I wasn't taking other medications that made you really loopy, but you you kind of are in this surreal kind of state. Um, and then we, I mean, we had um, like an emergency during our, during, during Mason's uh, birth. So I, he had the umbilical cord wrapped around his neck and he was stuck. I had been pushing for so long and um, it went from like just the midwife and my husband and I in the room to like a whole team and like, like that. And it was really, really scary in that moment. Um, but they, they, I had a vertus delivery, which is where they like suction his head and they, they, they pulled him out. Um, and in, the, in, in the thick of it, I was thinking like it was, you know, is it my fault? Am I not pushing hard enough? Like, I, I don't know how I can push harder, but it's, it, it's just a really surreal experience. And, it was really scary um and they took him away immediately so i didn't even like really get to hold him um and uh, my husband Wayne went with him and spent the first 2 hours was he was with i didn't get to see him for like 2 hours so that was a, a huge shocker for me I, you know like you said you you don't you prepare but you don't really it all goes kind of out the window in in, the, in under in the under those circumstances so um but Thank God he was fine. He was, you know, and But
2: coming back to what Rebecca just said a minute ago about positive births and, and scary stories, mm. you know, we have just had a story that was not an easy birth. But to me, the outcome is you still had a beautiful boy. Oh yeah. And, and I would do it all
3: over again like that, you know? Like there you go.
2: Well
0: for, there you go. the thing is, um everyone's interpretation is different mm-hmm. as well. So I learned very early on, even as a student midwife, that what was like textbook and for Mm -hmm. me maybe on paper looked like, oh, she had a really good birth could still be a traumatic experience for Mm -hmm. that mother. Mm -hmm. And um, on the contrary, someone who's had an emergency cesarean section, a Vantu's delivery um, and things that on paper you think, oh my goodness, I should really go maybe speak to that mother tomorrow, make sure she's okay. Um, And she'd have a really positive experience of it. It's it's not just you know it's it's very individual everything sure. about pregnancy labor and definitely postpartum is very individual mm-hmm. and sometimes it's more I think the people you have around you and mm-hmm. the way they speak to you and the way things are explained to you and whether you're given choices um, that will make your positive make your experience positive or negative rather than actually what happened.
2: Mm-hmm. See, my same friend who told me about pooping yourself when you give birth is now training to be a midwife for exactly that because the only single reason that she wants to be a midwife is so that she can help create that positivity that you are doing through Mm -hmm. Positive Birth Malta surrounding the whole experience. Max, Mm -hmm. biggest surprise with childbirth?
1: Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. (laughs) No, I, I literally don't even know where to start. Because I had a plan C section, I I thought it was gonna be great and calm. And like you said, it's so individual. So I had a number of a number. Definitely two of my closest friends had very, very nice experiences. And so I went in anxious but ready and the night before at hospital I was so calm. That night I was calm. That morning I started to get a bit like excited oh my gosh this is my baby's birthday and like all oh, this mm-hmm. um and then adrian came and it was time to go down after the midwife this is this was surprising um one of bless her she couldn't find um she, she, i had to have a catheter in and she couldn't manage to put this is a bit tmi i think but she couldn't manage to put the catheter in properly and so i was already a bit like tense because it was not a very mm-hmm. comfortable thing to be happening and um and then Halfway through this uh, sort of legs up in the air, very, very gracious, uh, <laughs> gracious, what's the word? Um, graceful procedure. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes, i say it in English. I know you're from somewhere. You were on <gasps> television.
2: <laughs> and <I'm> there, like, <laughs> oh, with your legs in
1: the air. <laughs> student midwife there, everything open to the world. I was like, yes, yes, can we can we get to can we get to the part where you you manage this, please? Bless her. So that was quite funny. Um the then I had the injection what's it called the spinal Spinal. the spinal Mm -hmm. injection which uh, numbed me from the waist down everything was just so surreal that's it Mm -hmm. I was in the OR had no idea that this was the room I was going to have the operation I thought I was going to be wheeled somewhere else so then my my gynae came in and she put hand on my shoulder and she's like we're gonna start soon and I thought what here here this is it (laughs) I don't know I, I was just so out of it I felt so anxious about it all um and then I think to be honest the moment that I think something surprising as well is you you still feel everything. You feel sensations. You don't feel mm-hmm. pain. I thought I'd feel nothing. I thought I'd just be lying there and then this baby would be pulled out and then that was it. But I felt everything, tugging and pulling and tugging and pulling. It's like a washing machine in your mm-hmm. stomach. It's just so strange, but there's no pain. So it's really weird. And you can't, if you try to wiggle your toes, you can't. And it's just the most... We, oh, i don't know it was very scary for me <laughs> but then once i i was like okay i'm here now and adrian's here and it's it's i was talking to my gynae i can still hear her i drove the anaesthetist absolutely mental 100 percent. if you're watching this i'm really sorry <laughs> i did apologize that day as well i was sick and i was panicking and there was a lot happening so she's an angel um and she kept me calm and just kept reassuring me that i was okay I had a lovely midwife who who managed to arrange her shift that she could be there for me. And she's the first person who held my son and she changed him. Lexi, thank you. I love you. So there was just so so many amazing things about mm-hmm. it. But I was in this panic, and then suddenly I said, the baby's coming, baby's coming, and then you hear the cry. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I I don't know if I felt winded because they pulled him out and he was 4.2 kilos, or if I just my breath was taken away from this amazing, oh my God. Like. And then I was like, the only thing I could think of was, is he okay? Is he okay? Is he okay? And the other anesthetist was like, yes, yes, he's crying. He's fine. That's that's a good <laughs> That's a good sign. He's absolutely fine. Um, and then they brought him to me and I saw this baby for the first time, which is, you can never in a million years with all the words in the world explain that feeling. Mm. And then because it's cold in the room, they have to take him away and, and dress him up and stuff. But there were so many negatives and so many positives. And I think looking back now it's nearly three months and you you forget even the pain now when we're going mm-hmm. to the postpartum that's a whole other chapter but everything everything I've already forgotten that fear and that worry and it just is all worth it that's surprising I think mm-hmm. it, I thought I'd remember it and it would you know we can talk about it does It does fade The I the think pain we wouldn't have bit. more babies yeah, I <laughs> That's by like nature's way of being like... Yeah. Even your memory fails yeah, yeah. a bit. You so know? your nature's way of saying, you have to go through this, but don't worry. You're not going to remember it. So <laughs> you have more babies and the world can keep going.
2: <laughs> We're going to move... You just very, very wonderfully moved into post-partum, postpartum for me. This new word that I had no idea about and I saw recently on a social media post... This young woman had said, nobody told me about postpartum. Nobody told me that my body would take this long to recover. Mm. And, and I think this is where also, yeah. Rebecca, you're going to have wisdom for us. Mm. Because as I was researching this part about postpartum, different, Dr. Google, uh, different sources said it may take six weeks get over your pregnancy to go through postpartum and it might take up to 18 months and again you just very rightly mentioned that it's individual to each woman now before we come to you guru expert I'm just going to (laughs) ask because we've got two ladies three months and seven months Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so you are still in postpartum or you out of postpartum um Um, i
0: do you want Technically, me to clarify that? I don't yeah. know maybe <laughs> so I don't, I don't, don't know. <laughs> know. So am I I'm just gonna jump back to birth for a second because that's like an area I'm very passionate about., uh, it is something very surreal. And recently, actually, um a friend of mine who is expecting her third baby, and I was with her through pregnancy and postpartum with her first two. um she said she said to me, it's it's not something painful, she said to me because. Um, the other pains, other pains that I've had in my life, I've, I remembered them, I can tell you how they felt, but this was different. This and in fact, I told her it's powerful, isn't it? And she said, Yes, this is something powerful, not something mm-hmm. painful. Um, and again, we've been told for millennia now that this is something painful, and maybe it's time to start looking at it as something powerful. Mm. Um, and I think even like, maybe the patriarchy and the patriarchal society has made it, given us the term pain rather than the term powerful. Because if we considered all mothers powerful, that would change the world. So it's, that's like Can my... I keep, I, keep back, no,
2: I keep coming back to to a comment that uh, Mariella uh made as a throwaway com- comment in the show about menopause. And I don't think she really knew how powerful that what she said was at the time. She just said, women, just get on with it. Women, just get on with it. And I think that's why we don't acknowledge how, as me as a non-mum, I have paramount respect for you ladies. I'm like, you know, in awe of you, you have created a new life. And I've, having gone through this vicariously with you and with Tez, I'm just, you know, whoa. Um and it is powerful, particularly as a person who hasn't had kids, can't have kids, will not have kids. I'm, I have so much respect for you guys. It is powerful. And because women just do it, they just accept it. And I think that's exactly the dialogue that needs to change and, and more acknowledgement given to the fact that it is yeah. this power.
0: And now, like, on to postpartum, like, aha, this idea of, yes, you know, you get up and you get on with it. In a few weeks' time, you'll be back at work. We expect you to bounce back to your postpartum body into back into your postpartum jeans. No one tells you you're gonna be wearing those maternity leggings for a good couple of months, and they will continue to be the most comfortable leggings.
2: And then you pick them up again for menopause.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, so I and again, yes, postpartum on textbook is six to eight weeks. That's the definition that we learn. Um, and then we realize that actually, you know, the more women speak about postpartum and the more awareness we raise, realize that actually postpartum is the first year. Um, and then occasionally some people say, listen, postpartum is lifelong. You know, if if you you know, your body has gone through pregnancy, changes of pregnancy, birth your baby, then some of that is going to stay that's gonna stay with you, and you've got another person, obviously, now in your life. To take care of and look out for for the rest of their life as well. So, uh, it's we can take it as far as saying that it's lifelong. It's postpartum period. Wow. Now, obviously, you can either look oh, sorry, at Sorry, I'm it, just
2: looking at M's going like this. Really? You can look at it as something. <laughs> you can look She's grabbing the glass of wine there. She's like, <laughs> yeah.
0: You can look at it as something negative and medical. And, you know, obviously there's. The bleeding eventually stops, the breastfeeding eventually stops whenever mom and baby decide on that. But you can look at it as something more on a spiritual and emotional and psychological level as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean,
3: I think it's important that we talk about all the different shared experiences because like you said earlier, some people have really positive experiences and some people have very negative and some women are suffering through post-traumatic stress or postpartum depression uh, because of the experiences that they've had and if we all just kind of embraced each other's experiences and talked about them and I can understand someone who is suffering through you know depression following and they can also be happy for me that I that's m- maybe I'm not walking through that experience we just you know support each other in, in the experiences that we have and even try to lift each other up from from you know, the, what we're going through.
2: Um, yeah. But yours, your seven months, do you feel that now you're moving out of postpartum or I, because one thing that really surprised me was that if it takes a minimum of three months for your body to recover, three months is the maternity leave that we have here in Malta. So you're expected to go back to work the minute mm-hmm. that supposedly your body has recovered. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's insane. Right?
3: Yeah. I mean, I feel, I felt well enough to return to work. I did not feel like myself before birth or before pregnancy. Like even even to t- today, you know, I'm not I'm not how I was physically before, and things are just different. <laughs> you know, things are different. Um, but but it's yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to return back to work if if that's um, the path for some. Um, but yeah, you have to give yourself a lot of grace. I think. And like, you know, be good, be Mm -hmm. kind to yourself. Like, it's okay. It's hard, especially. (laughs) Well, it's, it can be hard because, I mean, I went back to the office. I'm like, I I don't want to buy a whole new wardrobe. Like, what am I going to wear? I remember like the week before, like laying out clothes, like this doesn't fit, this fits that, you know, that's all part, like part of, you know, the, the process that you go through. Um, but and you can't, you can't take it out on yourself, but, but then I, you know, my, my sister-in-law said, she's like, even I was thinking like, Oh, I want to start getting back to exercising, which is good. If you feel well enough to start doing that, that's good. Even like, uh, mentally, but, um, you know, take, take time. Cause take, listen to your body, you know, uh, do what you can do.
2: There's a, um, an amazing American, uh, influencer. Uh, that I follow. I think you follow her as well. Eh? Uh Mm -hmm. And she has been speaking about being nice to your body. Once you've given birth, she's just had her baby. She Mm -hmm. didn't think she was going to have a baby. She gave birth and she was talking about this again, from my point of view, from a non mum I'm just, I'm being honest. I'm like, if you're a mum, if you've just done that if you've just had another human being inside you and Mm. living off you effectively and coming out of you take as long as you want because you know seriously I would never judge anyone but but mm -hmm. that's me that's me as a non-mom having a paramount respect for anybody who puts their body through that Mm. you've had someone living inside (laughs) you (laughs) for me as a non-mom as a you know an older person. It's like, that's kind of, you know, borderline alien, but you know, I will go in there. <laughs> You're fine. It's, it's weird, but you've yeah. gone through that. You know, why would you expect your body to go back to where it was, mm-hmm. you know, before yeah. in, in three months? I mean, that's yeah. insane. And she, a great, great yeah, influencer no, who great. speaks out about that and says, as you were saying, Rebecca, it's a powerful experience. Don't talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm coming back to you. Ms, but, yeah. but but you must have... You, you're, what, 12 weeks out of yeah. this? post So I posted
1: on my social media um, about how I was feeling. Very, very briefly. I don't post a lot, but when I do, I, I sort of just honestly say what I'm going through. And I got so many messages back about women going through this, literally the same thing that you just said, Emily, mm. like the clothes. Um, just one tiny, tiny part. Um it's a weird in-between phase. The maternity mm. clothes are too big, but your pre-pregnancy clothes are too small. I feel like I am not myself yet, and I don't know if I ever will be. But there is a pressure, and it's not from anyone in my immediate family. It's not from Adrian. It's I don't know where this pressure is coming from, to bounce back, and I hate it. And I'm annoyed at myself for allowing that pressure to come onto me, mm. to bounce back. And the stories of oh, I walked out of hospital in my jeans, and you're like, wow, wow, wow! <laughs> How did you do that? I know women who have walked out of the hospital in their pre-pregnancy jeans, um, and I think for me, postpartum, I'm still definitely in postpartum. Um, the the drop from being so feeling, feeling so beautiful feeling so amazing, like with this massive stomach, massive by the end of it, absolutely massive, and still feeling amazing, to then suddenly looking at myself in the mirror, and this is not being judgy or being, this is literally just the truth, massive boobs, extremely sore, and that's a whole other podcast, let's talk Mm -hmm. about breastfeeding in another podcast, um, with a stomach that's like a waterbed, kind of a weird shape, With a scar from my previous surgery And now a new scar With a pouch I'm wearing net pants Which I love I mean, anyone, honestly, why do we wear normal pants? Those were the best <laughs> invention in the world, but they are hideous. So you're wearing these these pants like, you know, like a pork chop in, the, in a pork, a piece of meat in uh-huh. like that netting thing. That's uh-huh. how it was um, with the biggest pad you've ever seen in your life, bleeding and bleeding and bleeding. And then you breastfeed and then you bleed more. And I'm just looking in the mirror, bags under my eyes, haven't washed my hair for a while. And I just think, God, that's a that's a really quick, big change. From one second to the next, like this glamorous beauty to what I felt like absolute. Um, And it's, it's pair for me, it's, it was um, paired with obviously being a new mom and all the amazing things. I'm really not Mm -hmm. trying to sound like it's not the most amazing thing in the world because it is, especially. I wanted to be a mom forever and and losing the first baby was the biggest heartache ever. And so I don't want to sound to anyone listening to this that I'm not grateful. So I just have to put that out there because I'm so grateful and so blessed. But it does come with the reality of this. So the image, the feeling, I was in agony, like from the C-section. I remember the day before I was in, I knew I was going to be discharged from hospital, crying, thinking, how am I going home? How am I gonna get in that car? How am I going to climb the stairs? I was in such pain, Mm -hmm. and miraculously somehow you do. But yeah, the pain was amazing, like incredible pain. Um, The bleeding, I don't think anyone prepared me for as much. The looking after a baby suddenly while you're still recovering yourself. I was breastfeeding, so it was just me at the beginning until we decided to to sort of pump and do a mix and then introduce formula as well so Adrian can kind of relieve me from some of the feeds not sleeping you know i didn't sleep from like the night before the surgery all the way um to now <laughs> um so there's there's all of this and then there's the emotion and mm-hmm. all the That's what I was say. And doubt like, and emotion. oh my gosh just doubt constant doubt should i do this is he okay is he breathing is he this should i give him the dummy should i switch to a different formula oh there's so many questions constantly and it's just so tough like but just the physically was yeah. and how you feel how I felt feel still as a person as mm-hmm. what's my style what can I wear I can't wear anything short because I'm constantly bending with this buggy and I have to pick him up I can't wear anything that might be too baggy because my boob might come out you know <laughs> I remember once I actually haven't been brave enough yet to post on my social media the posts I've been wanting to post because I have an album of photos mm. which are not glamorous these are all I didn't really post the glamorous ones when I was pregnant either because I took loads of my underwear every single day because I was like, oh my God, look at my stomach. But I took postpartum as well and it's labelled postpartum and I haven't yet been brave enough to post is, it. it it's, it's...
2: It might be Mother's next year. Day in a couple of... Oh yeah, yeah. well, yeah. I know.
1: I hope I'll get brave enough to post it
2: because it's really really tough but this is what I loved about this this woman that we both follow and she posted yeah she's so brave she just goes out and she does it and she she really called it out and you just said about powerful I love this 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 idea of changing the concept of child birth pregnancy postpartum from being painful to powerful, Love because it. I can tell you just listening to you or mm-hmm. all of you, because I'm not a parent, because I'm really sitting here saying, good grief. <laughs> and just in awe, because I haven't gone through that. I haven't gone through the experience of going, okay, that was really painful. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. I'm still at the kind of you women made a person. Yeah. And I do every time I see you. And I, when I saw you, Max, I'm like, you made this. Yeah, I do that every you day. Made mm-hmm. this. <laughs> and, and I, you know, isn't it a shame that we don't take the time going back to what you were saying to celebrate that mm-hmm. we could sit here and talk for hours. And oh, I really yeah. feel like we could, but I want to just kind of bring the show to an end by, and I'm going to start with you, Rebecca, and ask you to give us closing thoughts. We will definitely come back oh, yeah. and do this again and look into <laughs> some of these areas in more detail but closing thoughts your passion your drive what you do your advice for anyone going through this facing it have gone through it okay
0: so I think you asked me a question in the beginning I haven't answered it yet you said what was it like you know going through it personally how was that question exactly but like you know you you went into motherhood as a midwife um and you know going on these birth stories that we've heard Mm -hmm. so far for me the I always I like to say that the most the most beautiful image in my mind is my first birth when I held my daughter up and I just have this image in my head forever in my head of this pink shouting little little girl <laughs> and the most beautiful sound that I've ever heard is my son my son's cries the first thing that I heard like you know he wasn't even fully born yet and he was already screaming and the and the, it's life changing and nothing prepares you for it not even a degree or a master's in midwifery will prepare you for motherhood because it's something completely different. Postpartum is like, you know, huge. Um, And again, between first baby and second baby, I address that completely differently. Um, Second time around, I'm like, listen, I'm building a nest here. I have snacks. I have body lotion. (laughs) I have everything that I need to go to the bathroom comfortably. I have Um, games for my toddler to come and sit next to me in bed and books for her. I'm spending the first two weeks Mm. in bed and don't ask me to move from here. And that's what I did. And my friends and family brought over food. I had a freezer packed with food. So yes, if you are pregnant um, at the moment, I am. Um, my biggest advice would be fill your freezer with food. Ask your friends and family to fill your freezer with food. It's gonna be much more useful to you than any baby gear that they could possibly buy. If they could it's fill true. fill <laughs> your freezer <laughs> with food. Um, yeah. speak to your partner about what you expect from each other in those early days. Mm. Um, you know we're still a bit backwards with you know maternity leave, paternity leave, but like if you can add to that, if you can. Pull, that, you know, whatever you can get mm-hmm. leave-wise um, to be there for each other at that time is just essential, mm-hmm. really
2: essential. Freezer full of food. I'm sorry, ladies, I should have brought around a freezer <laughs> full of food for you. Ems, um, your closing yeah. thoughts, your words, your wisdoms.
3: Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I think uh, something that's kind of been re- repeated over and over and that's kind of coming out is just really find people that... Um, that you can go to, that you can depend on, that you know are going to support you, Um, even if you are, you think, you know, am I doing everything wrong, and they're there to say, no, you're doing a great job, you know, Um, and even if you're going through traumatic experiences that you've been through, um, try to find joy through all of it, because we can easily, even just looking back on getting up to the the pregnancy um we can easily just become overwhelmed and um kind of sink into ourselves and not want to reach out to other people um but you know seeking that that joy trying to find hope trying to find peace um in in all of that moment to guide you through wherever you are in in your journey to motherhood or maybe that's not your journey, even if it's something you longed for or if it's, or if it's chosen. Um, there's joy we can find in, in every part of life. And that's something that has carried me through and through my my personal faith from uh, infertility to pregnancy to having the little miracle that we have now. Um, but, yeah, uh, finding peace in whatever whatever that part of your life looks like for you and for your family.
1: Oh. Max, mm. I don't know how you haven't cried I mean I'm literally <laughs> like oh, that was amazing how am I going to follow Max. that I have nothing to say honestly I don't know what to say how, how, what should I say truth <laughs> me? what would you like me to say I, I,
2: I want you to say whatever's on your heart but I would just say I can't tell you how thrilled I am that you had the courage to share your journey right from the very beginning and make mm. this discussion possible and it fills me with so much joy and respect and or to see all three of you but I have to say Rebecca in the case of these two ladies personally just that you have taken that journey and just are so positive about the not just the journey you've taken every negative aspect of it and turned it into positive so but your last you have the last words Max no pressure <laughs> um some advice
1: right what i'd say anything
2: that comes into your head
1: yeah i think i think for me it would it is sort of similar to what you're saying it is just goes back to the village right it does go back to the village and no matter what your family situation is i think for me it's it's accept the help like cuz it's easy to say you know get help what if you don't have anyone like but just accept whatever there is mm. um i feel like I'm still struggling with this, having this baby and then wanting my body to bounce back and wanting my house to be as spotless as it used to be and wanting to be on top of everything and, and sort of rushing this recovery process, this postpartum period, instead of just allowing myself to sit in it, in the mess, in the laundry, in the everything, the confusion, everything, just accept help. And I think it's about having faith that that will come back. You will get back into... A routine into you know what your your standards of living are, and just enjoy each and every stage because I mean, baby's nearly three months already. You know, it, it's it's just live in that. I mm-hmm. think and 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 yeah, and accept help. No pride in it. Just accept the help. Thank you, thank you, thank mm-hmm. you, thank you for making this possible. Thank the wine. We're closed. <laughs>
2: We closed.